Hey guys, and welcome back to your Pretty Frog podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amon. I'm Saba. And I'm Salma. And today we are back discussing something that I feel like I've wanted to discuss for a long time, but I just didn't know how to articulate it well. But we are going to be talking about pretty privilege today. So what is it? I mean, okay, so before I start, I've got a few definitions and I've got a few different things that I want to discuss. And then I want to know what your idea of pretty privilege is. Have you ever thought of it before? Do you ever think of it? Do you acknowledge it? Would you want to acknowledge it? Are you a recipient of it? Because mm-hmm. um, I think you both, no, not I think, I know you both definitely are. Include yourself, are please. Recipients of pretty privilege. I think all girls are at some point in their lives. Mm. Okay. So, pretty privilege works from the principle that people who are deemed more attractive based on societal beauty standards have an upper hand in the world and are afforded many opportunities that us regular people don't have. Who's us? Don't say us regular. (laughs) (laughs) You're not involved. You're you're definitely not involved in the us. (laughs) You're not in the regular category. So, there's a writer called Sagal Muhammad who recently wrote about this. Um, it was last month that she wrote about it in one of her blogs and I will post a link for that because it's actually really good Um, but usually if you are the receiver you'll never talk much about the pretty privileged benefits that you've received Mm -hmm. right but I mean nonetheless there are loads of different scholarly studies and surveys that have proven that our appearance does in fact have direct correlation with how well we are received by others in both social and professional settings. And I think that a lot of the time when we do talk about pretty privilege, it's often mm, it's often seen as a really like low caliber subject. It's often seen as something that's like, no, this isn't backed by any studies. And it actually is backed mm. by studies. It it's is. actually true. Pretty privilege does happen. I think that an academic conversation needs to start being had about pretty privilege mm-hmm. and actually taken quite seriously because mm-hmm. like any other privileges like any other privileges yeah. exactly um there's a guy called john briggs he's a communications coach and he said economically it's been shown that beautiful people beautiful in inverted commas are no more productive or creative than us mere mortals but they do possess bucket loads of confidence in their own skills and employers find self-confidence a very attractive trait and I thought that that was really interesting, actually, because he kind of associated being beautiful and having yeah. that privilege with being beautiful, mm. uh, with, with being more confident, and ultimately mm. that is relayed within the workplace. So, what are your thoughts on that? I just want to make a point about that because I think, as well, when people are when they do have pretty privilege, it definitely exists. But I don't think necessarily for a lot of people it causes confidence, but rather actually insecurities, and in that they feel like they you know they've always been judged based on their appearance and they they get scared that they get things because of their appearance they're treated differently because of that and in fact it actually makes them a lot more insecure and makes them a lot more reserved so that is that's the kind of assumption Mm -hmm. i've gotten a lot with a lot of pretty people that i've met where i'm like oh you're you're actually a lot you know once i get to know you you're actually a lot more open and you're a lot more um, you know, bubbly and, you know, and they feel so they have to... So do you judge people that you find attractive? No, no, no. I'm not oh. saying I judge them. I'm saying they come across as a lot more quiet and demure at first or even a bit um, standoffish because they've always been judged on their appearance so they feel like they need to put a wall up. But how do you know that? They might have a, they might have a wall up because... They're women. They might have a wall up because... No, because they've said that. Because... Like, oh, I, I, I get judged on my appearance. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like I have to put up a wall. 
a lot of people I know, mm. a lot of but women do you I think, know. Uh, but th- when you say judged by appearance, do you think that's down to either A, them being women, them being a person of colour maybe, them being a... Uh, to be honest, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it is because they think that they're pretty? That they think they're being judged by their prince because no, they're pretty? No, but like, okay, again, prettiness is subjective, obviously. Mm. But when we're saying someone, you can make yourself obviously prettier. So if someone's taking care of their appearance, they know they're going to be... Uh, it's so difficult to... Because obviously you care about your appearance, you try and look a certain way so you can be respected more because you are given more you're looked at in a different light when you're dressed a certain way, when you mm. look a certain way, when you act a certain way. You dress it the way you want to be treated, but, essentially. But right? that doesn't necessarily mean pretty. Because really you know what I mean? Because then even if you... Right, let's say you look after yourself, you dress really well, you, it's someone who I might not deem pretty in my eyes, whether that be because of my own conditioning, whether that, only, whether that be because I'm just used to seeing Eurocentric features, so that's what I associate with prettiness. I don't know what it is, and I don't know where the root cause of it is, but I know that that conditioning is there. If I see somebody that doesn't fit in those standards that I may have in my head, whether mm. they're right or wrong, whether I agree with it personally or not, regardless of how they look after themselves, how they dress, what they smell like. The not your standards like, are pretty. I still wouldn't think they're pretty. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? I, I do yeah. see what you mean. I, I do that. see what you mean. But I think as well, people who are pretty know they're pretty. Mm, no, I don't I think, think so. I think they do. I think because you're judged a certain way in society. No, but There's then, conventionally put pretty, which yes. we all see as attractive. Not Okay. There's attractive and there's good looking, right? We, what okay. you find attractive is different to what you find good looking, right? Okay. So someone can be conventionally good looking, but they might necessarily not be attractive. Okay. So you'll see a guy, he might be, oh my God, he's so good looking, but you might not be, he, you might have zero attractive attraction to him. Similarly, they could be, you could be completely attracted to mm. them, but they're not good looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And we all have been attracted that makes to people who are good looking. But it's hard to say but that people who are pretty know that they're pretty and act on it mm. no i don't think they act on it i think that's what i'm saying i think some people know they're pretty yeah. and purposely minimize themselves because they can see that they're judged differently for that and it creates an insecurity negatively judged. like a model not a posi- not positively yeah so you might be uh, you people might think that you're stupid because you know oh she looks like a model or whatever but then that's not pretty privilege it does. It does. No, because you, it's, she's not getting a privilege from that. Yeah. Okay. That that doesn't fall into pretty privilege. But what I'm saying is, in terms of a lot of people that I've known that are pretty, really kind of take themselves away because they have pretty yeah. privilege. But it but not the no, but, then, but then it's not a privilege. So, for example, I work in a very male-dominated field. Yeah. Right. Um. I've got like a little icon picture. It's quite a nice picture. Love that for you. And um. I would say that I don't have pretty privilege because in that instance, they judge me because A, I'm a woman and it's a male-dominated field and it's in like IT and That's tech and I'm stuff saying. like that. Yeah, but th- it's not a privilege. So I wouldn't say that I have pretty, pretty no, privilege in that setting. No, you don't have pretty privilege setting. there, but what I'm saying is yeah, you have to... Mi- absolutely, You feel like appearance. you have to minimise... Do you at all have to... Do you feel like at any point you have to mimi- minimise your femininity or your prettiness or whatever, right? Because you get judged on that um so you might okay so do you know what no bold no so that's probably the wrong example i'll I'll give you an example politically yeah so um we done a so campaign has started and we done shops for 
you know myself and the other candidates. I thought you meant like drinking shots. No, <laughs> sorry, picture shots. <laughs> and um, I always have my lashes done. I've always got my nails done. I always try to dress it in the new season from mm-hmm, Zara. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to feel like I had to tone it down because no one dressed the way that I dressed. I thought that I would stand out for the wrong reasons. People wouldn't take me seriously. People would think that I'm not a good candidate. Um, People would think that I probably don't have much to say because I'm probably a dumb bimbo who only cares about her eyelashes. So actually, I think that it's hindered me in a lot of ways, Not, not how I look in terms of me thinking that I'm pretty, but the way that I look has hindered me in terms of people not taking me as seriously as I want to be taken, as if I didn't, I mean, if I didn't brush my hair and, do you know what I mean, never wore makeup, mm. um, yeah. I mean, this is all obviously a stereotype, yeah, and like yeah. wore glasses and didn't wear clothes that were fashionable and wore Clark shoes, which is, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I would fit more into, I would fit more into Clark what they would expect. Yeah, in that setting like, I in that setting. yeah get that get that um so the way that i look you know me going out on the doorstep in sliders is a bit yeah it's a bit different, not a vibe right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do i do think that pretty privilege exists it definitely definitely does especially in the context when it comes to so if we take away from the work setting or even in the work setting actually um i know there's a, a statistic i don't know what the percentage is i think around like 60% of all CEOs that are male are above six foot in the world, okay? Oh, really? But there's only 3% of the world is above six foot. So it shows you. Oh, so interesting. So the, the demographic is like, if you're taught, if you've been given these genetics, mm. you've got this privilege, technically it is a technically a pretty privilege. Yes, yeah, Because yeah. you're six it foot is. and you look yeah. like you oh, are a way, CEO. Oh, by the way, men can have pretty privilege. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. a social study. Yeah. No, sorry, go on. I can't oh, no, I was going to add on to that. I was going to say, even in like the dating scenes, mm. where like, if you get um, a pretty guy and an, an, an like non-attractive guy, and they do the exact same behaviours, you could deem one a stalker and the other one as really it's like so perfect, like mm. wanting That's you and so and so, which is so me- so messed up. But then when you watch these movies with like you know people, a man chasing after a woman in the airport, if some if you weren't attracted to him, you'd be like, get away from me, you psycho. But because mm. he's attractive, you're like, well, that's kind of nice. Of course. So, of course. so it's a complete yeah. pretty privilege yeah. in that aspect because bless the other guy, like yeah. he's feeling the exact same feelings. He just doesn't look like the other one because he wasn't mm-hmm. blessed with the same genes. So 100 percent exists. Yeah. No, there was a social study about they got a group of men, men from like more low income jobs, but were more conventionally good looking. Mm. So like taller and, you know, better bone structure. I don't know what you do. A jawline. <laughs> a jawline. <laughs> a good hairline. Um, and they got like short men yep. who... Um, no beard. You know, not as not as con- <laughs> not as conventionally attractive. The, the beard is a big and this, we're not saying short men are unattractive, guys. Don't come at us. Um, but I am. <laughs> no, but okay. not unattractive. But I'm just not attractive. Yeah, that's yeah. But we are tall. That's why it's not because like you will find your partner. They'll just be shorter. Well, I mean, there are tall girls that go for sh- guys. shorter guys, <laughs> but I just don't. Don't reflect it's my vibe. Your, yeah, it's not your type. <laughs> um, it's the passion for me. <laughs> yeah. So they. 
they had these two groups and um, they went out and they were like to people, oh, they brought the tall guy and they were like asking, what do you think this person's uh, job is? And they were all like saying, oh, I think he works in finance. Mm-hmm. I think he does this. I think he's, um, you know, a CEO, a business could, owner, all how, that stuff. How, like, how can you and then they, it's they like, it's like a stereotype. They took yeah. the short guy and they were like, oh, yeah. I think he's a train driver. I think he, yeah, you know, is a cleaner. Like, complete and then yeah. they like showed them the real um the real That's perspective so it was funny. just crazy it was but crazy. it's a stereotype isn't it because mm, when when they absolutely. show you adverts and in movies you see the ceo even, and even when you so and so they're always so attractive it's all, and it's all in your head because like, like even per- the best yeah. example i can give like perfume adverts right yeah, yeah, yeah men and women you have for men like these David like Gandhi. crazy good-looking oh, guys God. yeah <laughs> and yeah you see these like really good-looking men who so, ironically, um, as I was preparing for this episode, I've really been into Sade mm, recently. Sade. The, the singer Sade. Okay. You don't know Sade? I'm so sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, who is that? What, Rock? Sade! Yeah. What? What An incredible doing? singer, British woman. I, pro- I probably wouldn't know mixed race, her. Wait, Nigerian. how do you spell it? S A D E. Oh, okay, yeah, I know her. She's like, <laughs> she's like, <"Sadie." laughs> I don't, yeah, that's how I pronounce it. Where, oh why is it pronounced like that? That's just how Fair enough. Fair enough. Sade. Go on. Anyway, yuck. <laughs> By the way, disclaimer if you don't know who Sade is, get this off right now. I don't know who she Switch is. I just don't, don't know. If you're listening on oh Spotify God. or on Apple, go Sade right now. Don't even everything. listen to the rest Don't of the Don't even this. listen to it. Go, go listen to Sade's <laughs> best of album and then come back to this because you need to get up to speed with the world, including you, Salma. If you would like I to I listen to her. Just, I just I don't, don't pronounce it. I just, I just, I'm like, oh, she's lovely. Move on. Uh, I don't say her name. Anyway. Sade. I will stop. <laughs> I will stop. Was stop. Do not disrespect her. I'm so I was, um, anyway, my music was just on shuffle. And Jezebel came on, right? Okay. Jezebel, one of my favorite songs. Her voice is just so husky. Of course. Like, it's just amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, proper listen. I know the lyrics, but then I was actually proper listening. And I've printed out the lyrics, right? Oh, okay. And I'm going to be exciting. So, Jezebel wasn't. I wish I could sing it, but hey. She has you a nice can voice sing. Jeze- she actually has a I'm not going to. Jezebel wasn't born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She probably had less than every one of us. But when she knew how to walk, she knew how to bring the house down. Can't blame her for her beauty. She wins with her hands down. Jezebel, what a belle. Looks like a princess in her new dress. How did you get that? Do you really want to know? She said. It would seem she's on her way. It's more more than just a dream. She put on her stockings and shoes. Had nothing to lose. She said it was worth it. Reach for the top and the sun is going to shine. Every winter was a war, she said. I want to get what's mine. Jezebel, Jezebel, won't try to deny where she came from. You can see it in her pride and the raven in her eyes. Try show her a better way. She'll say you don't know what you've been missing. And by the time she blinks, you know she won't be listening. Reach for the top, she said, and the sun is going to shine. Every winter was a war, she said. I want to get what's mine. Beautiful lyrics. Mm. Beautiful song as well. But I think that it's so poignant when we're talking about pretty privilege because since the dawn of time, pretty privilege has always been romanticised. 
So it's always been like this beautiful love song and poem and dance and actress and theatre and it's just it's uh, uh, any part of art. I mean, Saba might be better, well versed to speak about art and about women, but um, you know, it, I mean, I'm just going to speak specifically uh, when it comes to women, just for the point of this argument. But yeah, I think that it's been really romanticised and the reason as to why that A, it's not taken seriously and B, it's not actually spoken about within academic studies is because usually the ones that do have pretty privilege, they just, it's been made to see as though they just do it so effortlessly mm. and they're the actresses of the world mm. and the Marilyn Monroe's of the world and the, and the ones that just always get their way and are just super, super feminine and super, super cute and just the woman and that everyone wrong. wants to be. Mm. Um, and actually, I think that you don't, we don't look at it from the other point of view where you've got women who don't look like a Jezebel and who don't look like Marilyn Monroe and how they may feel. And I think that that goes hand in hand um, with things like sexism, racism, ageism. And I mean, I, I mean, I've just written down on my notes here, we fall on the physical attractiveness spectrum and that can determine our quality of life, irrespective of our personality, skills, talents, or anything else we may have to offer. And this bias is also known as lookism. And that's defined as prejudice or discrimination on the grounds of a person's appearance and occurs in a variety of settings, including dating, social environments, and workplaces. I have a really interesting uh, interaction that Marilyn Monroe had mm. with another woman where I can't remember I think it was a journalist who bumped into her or an actress or something mm. and she didn't notice it was Marilyn Monroe and Marilyn Monroe's just the same everything but she didn't see people flocking around her she didn't see people noticing her and Marilyn Monroe was like walking with her and she was just like oh like I didn't even notice you and she was like yeah because I haven't switched it on and she was like what do you mean and she was like I haven't like switched myself on i haven't made myself show and she literally was like i'll switch it on and i'll show you she like conducted herself in a certain way mm. and instantly people recognized her mm. she literally walked and people flocked. like she had to carry herself in a different way it, it, like a switch it mm. was so interesting i'll try and find the interaction and i'll put it up on the and that is so true but though. it's true there is there is like you can switch it on De 100%, guys, definitely. 100%. So where I used to work, I don't want to say where I used to work, but I used to interact with a lot of men. <laughs> oh my god, that doesn't sound good. No, no. Oh my god, you no, worked no, in retail. Yeah, yeah. I can say you I, can say you worked in oh, retail. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I just didn't want to say the shop that I worked in, but I worked in men's floor. And when I didn't want to be seen, I didn't want to be seen. Mm. However, when I wanted people to buy. <laughs> Boy, you oh will boy, see me a mile away. Oh boy, oh boy. I would make commission like no tomorrow. Yeah? Easy. Easy. Do you just you just know what to do? You know mm -hmm. what to say. You know how to switch it on. Mm -hmm. oh, babe, it looks so good on you. No, no, that, 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 that's it. 3K down. Easy. Mm. Quick. Nice. Easiest thing in the world. But this is but, the But that is pretty privileged. But yes. I get, is, that. It's pretty privileged, I get that. It's pretty privileged. But it's the biggest privilege is being able to turn it on. Because, yeah. so this reminds me of a YouTube video that I stumbled up, up across. I forgot her name, but it was a real, like I actually got really emotionally touched watching it. It was literally an hour long. It was this black lady in America and she's speaking about how she's turning like 32 or something and how she's done trying to just, she's done, she's done trying, done trying to have friends. She's not gonna have a birthday party and whatnot. And I listened to her cause I was like, I wanna know what she has to say. And she was like, 
I'm never that girl who walks into the room and everyone looks at her. And I'm and I'm never the one that gets into the club. And I'm the one they tell me that's a fake ID, get out. Like she never ever ever gets that that privilege. And then she said on her milestone birthday, on when she was 30, she was like, I'm gonna dress up, I'm gonna look really nice, I'm gonna invite my friends, we're gonna go out to dinner. And then she did that and she felt she really felt like herself. She was like, Okay, good. I feel like pretty, I'm feeling myself. And then she went to the restaurant. There was a huge bunch of guys. And unfortunately for her, she did acknowledge it. She said, I, as in she, she um, like accepts compliments through men more than women. So she needs like the acceptance of men way over women to, to acknowledge that she's pretty or that she right. looks good. Mm -hmm. So when she walked in, she was like, she turned it on in her mind and they looked at her and they just looked away. Like, and then she was like, oh, okay, maybe these are loyal guys. Maybe they're like, you know, they're just not. You know, t the, tonight they're very, very not into this. Mm. And then later, like 20 minutes later, her friend came in late with no makeup on, wearing minimal stuff, her hair tied back, and the whole table just like looked at her and wouldn't stop looking at her. And then as she sat down talking to her friend, like they just couldn't get their eyes off her. And then she realized she was like, it's not them, it's me. And then she sat there and she was Aww. like, I'm never ever gonna be that girl. And then on top of that, she realized she's like, and then she started becoming jealous of her friend. And then she was like, I don't wanna be that person. So I'm just not gonna have friends. Because oh it became that, cause she was like, she can't change the way society sees her because she feels like she's pretty enough. But she felt that in that moment, everything clicked. And she was like, oh, I've never been with someone because of this. And I don't have a lot of friends because of this. And this is why I don't feel like myself. And it really like, broke me like hearing that because people don't talk about it and the whole comment section was so weird it was like oh shush you're so pretty you're just trying to get attention da, da, da. It's not about and that. then she's like no no i'm really being honest here like i'm laying my heart out and i'm trying to get you guys to understand that this is how it works for me and then because you don't ever hear that side like you hear the you know okay i'm i'm pretty i got this and so on and so forth but when someone in this society isn't deemed attractive and mm. never has felt attractive it does something to them and it changes them and it, mm. and you can't really, you know. Honestly, I genuinely think like there is someone for everyone. A hundred percent. And it is how you carry yourself. Like I know people who are not conventionally, like I was saying before, that are not conventionally good looking, but are so attractive. Mm. And you're like it's not naturally about, drawn to them. But then it's not about whether or not they're attractive or not, or they can get a partner or not. It's about how society treats them, yeah. when they have a certain yeah. amount of privilege. So it's about being able to go to a club and I can walk in without a reservation, on a guest list, on nothing, and they will still let me in. But you yeah. shouldn't seek that external validation. No, you no, shouldn't, but that's the privilege. It, but, but that's the privilege. That's the yeah. privilege you have. So if I, if, right, so I'll give you a few examples, right, where I where I acknowledge that, that privilege I've, I've received, yeah? So I've been to clubs, Yep. And I haven't been on the guest list. So I haven't and been. You get, yeah, straight in. Yeah. I've been to bars, restaurants where they've been fully booked, and I yeah. can't get a booking online. I walk up, and then the person at the door will give me the best seat in the house. I've been to other bars where my tab is paid for by mm. someone that I don't even have to say thank you to, mm. right? Or like the owner will come up and say this is on the house, or like that, I'm not gonna lie, that happens all the time. Mm. And I don't do it as a way of expecting, and I'm not saying this as a way of trying to say, and I actually can't believe I'm even saying this on the podcast, but I'm not trying to say it as a way of like, you know, that's what happens and X, Y, and Z. I'm just saying that sometimes, yeah, I do acknowledge that 
I do have a certain level yeah. of pretty privilege. And Even exists. when I'm abroad, for example, and I want to go and experience things and I don't actually know like the processes of it, like in terms of restaurants or clubs or bars or whatever, I know that I can walk up and I'll I'll get in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean that happens. maybe it's that knowing, I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah like a confidence that you yeah, carry. It's Whereas me, I don't think I'm not uh, I don't think I'm bad looking or anything. No, but I know, <laughs> but I know, but I know. If I was to go to a club, I might get turned down because it's just I don't no, have the switch yeah. for that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And also, or maybe because you haven't done this, you don't know. I don't know. It's not my world. Okay. Uh, it's, do you get why? Yeah, mean? it's not your world. Yeah. I, I think there is such thing as pretty privilege, one hundred percent. But I think there's so many factors in it. First of all, I think pretty is not the be all and end all because there's what is pretty. There's oh, cute. Pretty is nothing. Yeah, what is pretty? I there's agree. cute. There's sexy. There's pretty. There's different things, right? Mm-hmm. And even within us, we might feel like we fall into a certain category, but not the other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And get judged based on that, mm-hmm. right? 100%. So, I just, I just think that's like it. Like that's what I'm saying about the club situation. I don't think I'm sexy, right? But I've been, I've never been called sexy, and I've never been called. I always get called cute. I've never been called cute. Do you get? You never. Get I've called never cute. been I've never called cute. You guys cute. probably get called other yeah, things. Yeah. Do you yeah. get? Like, there's different, and then you might get. But then also, also, I don't know if you guys have heard our Madonna Hall complex episode. That also feeds into that. I mean, obviously, that's a yeah, completely different subject. It's not nothing to do with pretty privilege. But when we're talking about wifey or marriage. You are more wifey than I am. I don't think so. I don't no, think necessarily. It is. It, it's trust not, me. It's it not is. necessarily. No, 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 it is, it is. But it's because I can see. I can see do, you, do you know what I mean? I not know, for everyone, though. I understand though. what you mean. Mm. Not for everyone. But I don't... I, in, the, in, the, in, the, in what we were talking about in the Madonna Hall Complex episode, about what certain, yeah. men, what certain men from certain what cultures value... What environment are you talking about, though? What culture are you talking about? Our culture. And especially not our culture. None of us are considered wife kids. <laughs> Look down. <laughs> yes, we are. We, we can all we ten can out of all... ten wifey material. Don't ever. No, of course. But like, they're all. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not okay. Sit here Don't worry, it's fine. Because they're gonna come anyway, at us on TikTok. So, so there are multiple studies on this, obviously, and people exploring the different ways it can, it can affect your whole way of life, be that academically, professionally, or even staying out of jail. So there's a Netflix show called 100 Humans that gets a group of 100 different people and one of the episodes discusses... It's really good, by the way. Pe- I have never actually watched really it. I was show. just reading about it. Discusses how people who are pretty get less mm-hmm. harsh sentences in jail and shorter sentences. And then I was thinking, hmm. The Topshop guy. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy yeah. Ray Meek. So he went on to date the billionaire daughter, Chloe Green. Are they still together? Seven, I don't think so. But you've got, you got a modelling... Um, yeah, cool. absolutely. So, I mean, uh, after that, he had GoFundMe pages to raise money for his bail. His bail was like, I think it was based at like $750,000. He, yeah. he was fine. 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 Yeah. And he left jail with an incredibly successful modelling so career in front up, of him. Though. So lots of girls feel uncomfortable, obviously, with acknowledging their own attractiveness and what advantages it brings to them in life because they're afraid of seeming snotty or arrogant or conceited. Yeah, but in the same sentence, they actually have to be pretty in the society. Like, if you're a girl, you actually have to be pretty. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. 
However, this only heightens comparison and toxic beauty beauty culture, dividing women and girls further. So kind of like what you were saying about yeah, with the girl. about that girl. Yeah. Um, but people don't like talking about their own privilege, whether that's being white, straight, or really, really pretty. But the only way to make progress is to keep raising awareness of these phenomenons and systems in order to dismantle harmful-looking hierarchies. But how are you supposed to dismantle that? It's what you see. Um, yeah, yeah it's putting saying. more so people the, the, on yeah. the cover. We're visual beings. That's what All it is. Yeah. The only way that we can start to dismantle it yeah. is by seeing... I mean, just us. Like, stuff in the media. Yeah, literally, because if, if you remember, the noughties... We weren't the attractive people. No. It was until the Kardashians <laughs> and the Jados came in, and we have spoken about this. Yeah, on, insecure, on, on Insecuregram. It wasn't until then that society was like, you know what? Your thick eyebrows are nice. Up but until even, then, it wasn't that we weren't the vibe. No, even now, like you see, it's so much variety on TV. Like you see yeah. all different kinds of people, such diverse-looking faces. Um, so it is changing in that sense. I think it is getting more accepted, but. At the same time, like, we can talk about anyone can make themselves pretty now with, like, filters on Instagram and all mm. this stuff because people know the intention they can yeah, get from being pretty. Okay, and I kind of just want to um, just speak on TikTok a little bit because mm. we, we know that you get pretty privileged on Instagram. Like, you're like if you look really good on social media, mm-hmm. you can be an influencer, you can get money from it, you can get... Yeah, but TikTok is based on it. But TikTok is based on it. So yeah. I just wanted to speak to you guys a bit about the TikTok algorithms. I don't know if you guys know about how it works, but I genuinely didn't know this because, I mean, we were discussing in another episode just about social media and the internet. Um, and actually, I don't spend that long on TikTok. So my TikTok videos are quite varied. And that's because, obviously, m- when we were discussing that episode, just about, like, it sees when you're flicking up. It sees mm. if you're watching stuff on loop. Mm. It, the mm. algorithms are very, very, very sophisticated. And I think that because of how sophisticated it is, it's actually a lot more concerning than it is admiring. So the beauty algorithm on TikTok, it actually assigns a numeric value to rank the attractiveness of people in the video. What so the, the more algor- algorithmically attractive a person is, the more they get promoted on people's FYP and the higher chance they go viral. So the paper at Ben... Thamite references in his explanation the algorithm's crucial factors for for determining attraction. And by the way, guys, there's like there's there's six. I'm, I'm curious if race has a factor. Yeah, of course. So one, an even matching skin tone. Oh. Two, no acne scars. Three, lighter skin. Four, a smaller slash slimmer face. Five, big eyes, and six, a small nose. Hold on. Can I just clarify one thing? Mm. Is this an AI deciding these factors? Yes. Okay, so this is being scanned. This is the algorithm. And they have like a ratio that the thing is being scanned on top of. But that makes sense because what people see visually, because what they've been conditioned to think is attractive, is what they're Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a theory behind that. So, I mean, it just so happens that every single super popular creator on TikTok is people like Charlie, D'Amelio, Addison Rae, and Bella Porch, right? Mm. Look at the husband. And um, she's this really pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting that you talk about um, what people find visually attractive um, because there's a hypnotherapist called Andrew Pearson and he explains that beauty bias is something that we are conditioned to form from as early as birth. So... Mm-hmm. 
a baby's eyes, if you think about a baby, a baby's eyes are much larger in relation to the size of their heads and their noses, which are conversely a lot smaller. So the adult brain is then conditioned to see this combination of large eyes and small nose and feel an urge to love and protect. Can I say something? Though? This is a theory, by the but way. But this is for women, I think, specifically. Oh, yeah, way more for women. This is yeah, not yeah, for men. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're about to say, I am not attracted to big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mind, but like... I like a bit of a crooked nose when Same, I'm Same, I, I do like an F-dot nose. A I like bit. a boxer nose. Okay, not a boxer nose. <laughs> no, no, no I like, like a boxer nose. You know... <laughs> right, you, know if you know what boxer I'm talking about. Oh, definitely, Begins darling. Begins with A, ends with J. So, is it any wonder... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I have amazing. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Who's that? It ends with J. It's it? That's his other name. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It begins with A, ends with Y. Yeah. So, is it any wonder that the same killer combo should be so effective um, when we have this growing into an adult? So, for many years, we've seen that certain groups of people have been largely excluded from the cultural landscape, including, obviously, media, low art, high art, through an advertising, film, TV, photography, writing, people whose skin colour, for example, that was too dark, or whose waistlines were too wide, or whose faces were not symmetrical, or whose legs were paralysed, struggled to find representation in the media. So, because of that Eurocentric ideal that mm-hmm. we see all the time and that we're fed that of course plays a direct impact into what is now being called as pretty privilege. Yeah, especially when there's an algorithm for it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like it's not even like up to anyone's discretion did you, anymore. Did you guys see a few years ago that apparently Kate Middleton was the most desired had the most desired face. Yeah, everyone's getting surgery for her face. Mm. I remember that. She has like apparently symmetrically she has like, like the, the most, most desired yeah. face. Yeah. So does Britney Spears. Really? Britney Spears has the golden ratio. So does, I think, Brad Bella, Pitt. Um, Be- uh, Bella um, Hadid. Bella Hadid, okay. She has a very she symmetrical is, face. Bella Hadid is the most, uh, deemed scientifically, is the most beautiful woman. Oh, because of her symmetry. World. Interesting. Because of her nose, eyes, a forehead, chin. They take mm. into account everything. Interesting. But at the same time, a lot of celebrities who aren't symmetrical are still deemed beautiful oh, yeah, but they're absolutely. not like when, it's, when it's just it yeah. world, it's just a just yeah yeah it's just a ratio yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, they it's do just a ratio. and i mean i, I want to talk a little bit about um bodies and um i i was listening to a podcast this is for the plug podcast i'm plugging them because they're great <laughs> shout out to them so they um this is by the way a disclaimer we're going to be i'm going to be mentioning just bodies um mm-hmm. and types of bodies and certain phrases that we see so this is a disclaimer um but are people fat phobic is the question that i want to pose to you and do you think that that also has a role to play in pretty privilege because it's not i mean we've we've been obviously discussing a lot about face but actually a lot of it is body Mm -hmm. um so there's an example that i want to give to you guys i wish i had the picture here but there's somebody called tess holiday and she wore she wore um she's a plus size model she's beautiful like for me she's that golden ratio like she's stunning and she wore this um like this pink dress had strawberries on it and frills oh i remember this yeah yeah so people put her on the worst dress lists and stuff like that and that just got popular didn't it that dress did get popular on tiktok when you've got super skinny girls wearing it and oh my god it looks so cute and feminine and frilly and nice and people are fat phobic 110 percent people people do take that into account when they when they are trying to justify what is pretty and what isn't 
Um, and I don't know if any of you guys have read the book British by Atwa Hirsch. No, but it's on my reading list. Oh I need God, to read it. To read I need it. to read it. So um, there's a chapter called Bodies, and I believe it's chapter four. Um, and she basically you speaks, spoke about this yeah I've spoken about this before and she um, just basically talks about how black women's bodies have been incredibly sexualized over the past few years and you know they were mocked before for you know I'm absolutely stereotyping here but for having bit larger bottoms a smaller waist um, ratio and just that whole body type of a larger bottom that has been accredited to black women specifically that was mocked which now isn't mocked because of lighter skinned women such as kim kardashian appropriating, appropriating it it's um it okay so I, i'm gonna put this example on me growing up i would have been deemed as fat but then as soon as I grew into my body, certain places I go, I would have been the um, ideal body type, mm. right? To certain clubs that I'll go to in certain cities around the world with a certain demographic, yeah? That change for me, mentally, I still don't know how to deal with. Process. Process and process. Because mentally, I'm always going to think fat. Got it. Which is why I said, by the way, disclaimer, but that is just yeah. how I... Because you were taught that when from a young age. from a very young age. Yeah. That's so sad. So what are you guys' views on prettiness and... Well, I, know, I guess I know what your views are on prettiness and body types. It's quite similar yeah. to mine. Is that, like, everyone is beautiful in their own skin? And But do you think that it does play as much of a role into pretty privilege as face 100 percent. because because or do you think it's more um i would say just because of the sentence that people often hear which is you know um oh what is it it's something like you'd be pretty if you lost weight or like mm -hmm. oh you're you're not fat you're beautiful you're more what does that mean time. it doesn't mean like fat and not mm -hmm. beautiful don't come together like they're two different things but it's like stunning like Ashley Graham to me, even though she's a plus size model, she's which doesn't make sense to me because she actually looks like a normal person. Like, beautiful. you know, when you see these plus size models, I'm actually like, There's some they're plus just size models, and I'm like, I'm like, mm. you're a UK 12, yeah, so yeah. what's everyone they're talking about? Like, that's not plus size, size to yeah. me. Um, but like, when they're like, oh yeah, you're so pretty, and like our podcast, but like, you're so pretty for a fat girl, da, 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 and it's like, no, 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 they're not like, why are they so different? Why can't you be both? Like, yeah. why can't you just be a bigger girl and I'm be pretty. beautiful? And you don't need to mention. The that she's pretty for a bigger girl. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that, that is. Whatever that is. But 110%, and I think it does deter the privilege aspect of the. I think it, it stops the prettiness because when they see the body, they're like, whoa. Like, it, because societally, you know, women and men of a bigger nature are way more mocked in movies, mm -hmm. in everything. Like, I remember, I think I saw an interview, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Jonah Hill mm -hmm. and someone, because he'd lost weight. And then they were like to him, oh, wait, are you going to still be the funny fat guy now? Or have you changed like your your goals? And he was like, this is a dumb question, whatever. Like, why am I in this stereotype? But anyway, it's this kind of thing that that's all they see. Mm -hmm. So forget the pretty thing. They're not seeing that. They're seeing your body first. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. completely think that it's a thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. you always get deemed as the funny part. I think with guys, you definitely get deemed as the funny guy. When you're, well, even as girls, I had to develop my. It'd be jolly. <laughs> you had to be a jolly, isn't it? Right, I that's what to, it was. I had to be funny. Yeah, I had to. I had to be smart. Yeah, you had to do something. Because when I was younger, I wasn't that girl. 
Yeah. So yeah, of course I had to be funny. Neither was I. Of course I had to. Yeah, but I it could work the other way as well. Yeah, you yeah. could be mocked for being too skinny. Yeah, that was well. me. Absolutely. That was me. Yeah. And I looked like ugly baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did look like ugly baby. I had to. I had to. No, no. I had to literally get. That's the reason I have contacts. Because I was like, at one point, I was like, this is getting horrible. Oh my god. Yeah, because I had big f- curly frizzy hair that I didn't know what to do with. I didn't know what to do with my eyebrows because everyone was on awesome, this thin no. wave. No, no, but I was like plucking it like crazy. Oh. And then I was blind and then I had braces. Oh. I was like, I was my family. I was like, we can't do this anymore, honey. We got a, we got a, <laughs> someone's got to swipe it up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, okay, contact, oh. here we go. But yes, yeah, like you said, you have to develop a personality. You right. have to do something about and it. Then, and then even in, so to give people background knowledge. So in certain parts of Morocco, Actually, the bigger you are, the more Same beautiful with the you are. Oh, 100%. Right? Same with the and, there's, and there's certain places where they will weigh your dowry in weight, depending on how big you are. And wow, other, where is that? And, uh, other, other, <laughs> and, there's, and there's parts of Mali and Mauritania as well wow. that give you X amount of camels, depending on how heavy you are. Well, wow, imagine your whole life, you just want to keep eating. And, and, and there's a proper, I think it was in Mali that this documentary was based in, and literally women eat like so oh, high, what a dream high carbs and they literally don't do anything and just oh my god just take me back <laughs> I go there I um, but no even in Iraq there are some places where they're like oh when I went my aunt not Iraq I went to Iran but I have Iraq Iraqi family in Iran mm. And whereas in Iran, it's just like <laughs> your if you, the, the slimmer you are, the, yeah, exactly. That's the same word we use. Yeah, really? yeah. The skinnier, the skinnier you are in Iran, the more attractive you are. But in parts of Iraq, the bigger you are, like the more beautiful you are. Not big, but like no, no, big. Full, full. Like my aunt literally was like, "Oh my god, your arm! I'm gonna snap it." She was like, "You need." She's like, "I need to feed you." Every time she would see me not eating, she'd get angry. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know, like back home, I'm not even considered super skinny. Like I'm yeah, not considered yeah, yeah, yeah. skinny the way you see me skinny. Yeah. It's crazy how like in different places you're mm. considered pretty in different ways. And even even so, like for example, so Moroccan dresses, if people haven't seen it, they're quite they're very heavily embellished. Um, quite similar to Asian style saris, but in like a kaftan style. If anyone hasn't seen them. And so when I was younger, I was quite flat chested. Still not. They made you wear those still bras. Still not there yet. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But um, they're like, no, no, no. You need to have so which in Arabic means so that it shows, so that the dress shows. Yeah. So that you have something so that the dress looks nice. So they stuffed you. So yeah, of course they did. So because yeah. because the smaller you are, yeah. the yeah. less the you need more gonna, body to fill it you out. Need body to fill it out. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, hundred percent. One hundred percent. But then, interestingly. Uh, and conversely, in Europe, and when we're talking about like Fashion Week and stuff, the bigger you are and the more you're filling out an outfit, the less attractive it is because mm. they just want it to drop off of you. Mm. You're a hanger. You need to be a hanger. Mm. Yeah, so. it's weird. Mm. And in each society, you feel differently. So if you like, yeah, grow so up you get pretty privileged in depending where places, you are. Depending yeah, where you are. I remember my nickname for years. What was oh, it? Do you know? What's your nickname? <laughs> I don't want to say it because that person might know. Oh, just say it. I was called number eleven all the time because of my legs were so skinny. 
Not in a bullying way. I might cry. Don't cry. I actually it was, it was literally, and this was a, a, a friend's mum. And she would like look at me and she'd always, she, that was just my name. She'd be like, hello, number 11. That's like, your was, friend? No. Okay, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, she would call me number 11 and I'd be like, it's... Arabs are weird, man. Arabs are weird. Bless you, Sam. That's actually number eleven. And it like it really like got into my head, and I was like, oh my god, my legs are so skinny. And then you carry it with you, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but I like my legs now. So amazing. Model legs, babe. Love that for you. Model legs. I think as well, like in terms of pretty privilege and all that stuff, like again, like I say, it's really, really subjective, Mm. and you have people who have see it in complete different ways you might find blonde tall guys attractive (laughs) you might (laughs) (laughs) i love that you gave her that example (laughs) that's my favorite thing i wanted to do you know what i mean like you might find redheads attractive who knows um but but then again with the pre-privilege the new thing that i've come across actually on tiktok are the new categories of like um celebrities so there's like well they call it there's hot ugly yeah, and there's ugly hot, and then there's hot hot and ugly ugly. I agree. I completely agree. I don't either, but I know. Do you know who is the perfect example of someone who is hot ugly, ugly hot? Okay, ugly hot. Go on. Who is it? Andy Samberg. You that? find him hot? He's ugly hot. Okay. And it's the same argument of like being not conventionally attractive, good looking, like Adam Driver. Attractive. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. There yeah, are yeah. so many different guys. And hot ugly as well. And hot ugly. Yeah. Because it's like know. you're. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone. Do Maybe you know like Timothy Chalamet. No. But he's beautiful to me, so I don't know. He, you don't Tim- know what I'm Timothy saying, do you? I don't know any of these names. Timothy Chalamet, I find cute. Okay. This is a perfect example. I find cute, but I don't find him hot or sexy. Fair enough. Do you get what I mean? Hmm. Like it, I think it just really depends. But Can it's not based on opinion. It's based on opinion. Yeah, Morris Chestnut. Who? Who? Oh, that sounds so familiar. Wait, hold on. Who is Mara that? Shester. Is he bold? What, yeah. yeah, I kind of who it is. You know that film Like Mike with Bow Wow, where Bow Wow was a little kid? Oh, I love Bow Wow. Very Black familiar. Black guy, bold. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Does yeah. he, does he have... I know, I know who you're talking Dreaming. about. Dreaming. Is he short? No. <laughs> Iman, short. Morris Chestnut. I don't know who Morris... I, I think I know who you're talking Morris about. Morris Chestnut is ugly hot. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Guys, give me a second. I'm just Googling Morris Chestnut. How do you not? I, I will know. I don't know who your guys were. <laughs> How do you not know Timothy Chalamet? I probably do when I see <gasps> he him. He is fine. He is hot, hot. Is he hot, hot? Yeah, it, look at his face. He's hot, hot. No, I'd say ugly, hot. I put him in the same category as Tyrese. Iman, how is that ugly, hot? Yeah, back in the day, he was hot, hot. Yeah, now. Now he's ugly, hot. Mmm. His lips know. have shriveled up a little bit. But listen, he's still getting where, you know, in he's the still, world. He's still 10 out of 10. He's <laughs> no, uh, he's hot, hot. Yeah, he's 10 out he of 10. He has pretty privilege, 100%. Yeah. Like, no, do you, don't do you think know he has gonna, pretty privilege? You don't think he's going to walk Ely. in a room and people are going to... Oh, my God. Don't oh, you know who that one is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love him. No, can I just say, I love he's him and his family. Afghan. I love... I know, I have you seen the pose? She is so beautiful. She's gorgeous. I love their love. They love, love each it. other so much. Love, I love it. They love each yeah. other. And no, I, I love is, them two together. He, I have had a crush on him. Oh, oh who hasn't? Oh. Who hasn't? Forever. But see what I mean? We're talking. <laughs> oh. 
even forever. even um Boris Kodo. I will give him pretty privilege till the day I die. No, but do you know who Boris? Yeah, Kodo of course is? I know who Boris Kodo is. Kodo. <laughs> but isn't it crazy how like we literally? Is point. <laughs> he is point point point. Oh my god. What? It's Boris so weird. Kudrow. Oh my god, it's 10 out of 10. I can't. I actually 10 out of 10. can't. But do I do know have how, a thing do you for know Boris Kujo? No. Who's Boris Kujo? Listen, no, okay. You know what? I know perfect ugly hot. Who is ugly Vin hot? Diesel. Yeah. yeah. How do you oh! say that? <laughs> do you know what? He is hot, but he's ugly. Yeah, mm. he's, he's hot ugly. Yeah. No, he's ugly hot. No, no, you wouldn't see him and say ugly first. You'd say hot and then oh, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. fine. Hot, he's ugly. hot ugly. Do you know what I mean? It's the other way. Hot, it's when yeah so it's that what cool, girls cool. are ugly hot hot ugly girls mm. oh i have one um the girl from she's beautiful though but i've seen guys say it the queen's gambit she she's a hot ugly let me see. no she's ugly hot is she the other way I do think... you know have you seen her have you watched the queen's gambit oh, she you probably so know who she is beautiful. she has such an interesting face like she's actually it's beautiful it's like nina ritchie as well people think she's ugly hot, hot yeah ugly. she's yeah, in that yeah, category yeah. Well. okay yeah yeah but very much but do you know what i feel like most manic pixie dream girl roles you know what i mean yes exactly what i mean they i don't know what you mean it's um it's the trope of like so in movies there's always a girl who's like, who's, like eccentric quirky. and a bit interesting yeah, okay, and she's got short hair and she's like yeah. the dream girl but she's a boy but she looks like yeah. a girl cool that's it yeah like the girl from money heist tokyo yeah she's a manic pixie dream girl yeah 100 yeah, percent. That. So she's actually so hot and she's like cute and like small, but she's like, oh. I haven't seen Money Heist, guys. Don't Brilliant. Anyway, um, exactly. They're usually ugly hot or hot mm. ugly. Mm. Mm, ugly hot. Yeah, but then they get all the pretty privilege because they're considered yeah, they hot the regardless because they're beautiful. But, and it also plays into the part that they're always like skinny or athletic figures. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, So they yeah, can yeah. wear like anything. They can wear like shorts and a see-through vest. But they might not get... With like no makeup. They might not get pretty privilege initially. That's what I'm Fine, saying. Fine, I'm with you. Yeah. And I think a lot of ugly hot people are like that. Mm-hmm. Like it Where depends they, on the person's taste. And not just that, they will be deemed as attractive rather than hot, I think, or pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it might be like a really strong attraction, but it won't be like a... Because I think... You're not finding like someone Fox. pretty and I, I think we're talking about this a lot in dating terms which i don't want to but it's true i think when you deem someone pretty or hot initially that can fizzle out very quickly mm. whereas mm-hmm. if you if there's something a little bit deeper and you actually find them attractive rather than pretty or hot initially then that runs a bit deeper but then it does it does okay so you as you just said like we're just speaking about dating primarily within this conversation but if we take that then to academia there are girls and guys who are hot hot Mm. or hot ugly or whatever you want to call it pretty who have who have some form of pretty privilege who will get further 100 percent because who will, who they will want them around yeah who will get professors they'll get extra time will give with them their extra tutors they'll get yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's get almost like a natural opportunity and, yeah and, and job wise as well i mean even um th- i don't know the exact statistic but there was a study when it came to the hiring process yeah, of yeah. certain people depending on how pretty they are the interviewer may not ask certain questions may just want to get to it's happened to me 100 hmm, percent because and I know that. Yeah. Because the the brain like it's a biological thing, unfortunately, where the brain associates like Even symmetry in, and like in, especially in retail. Especially in like Yeah, yeah, hundred percent customer facing roles. There's been so many times when I've gone into a shop and I may have been served by somebody who isn't as experienced or isn't whatever and I and I can see that. 
but they are beautiful and I can see that they've been put on the yeah, shop floor for that reason. Luxury. But 100%. Especially in luxury. 100%. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it works. Yeah, you yeah. can tell they're not experienced, but they have yeah, one. I've heard, pe- I've heard customers say, I'm thing. buying this just because she's free. I've literally heard yeah. it. So it's completely it's normal. Happen- it's ha- I'm sure it's happened to you. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously a stereotype, but she gets a pretty privilege by getting a job. By not by not being skilled enough to get the job yeah. because she's pretty enough to be on the face of it, mm. and usually it is within client-facing roles, whether that be through any form of hospitality or retail or client-facing stuff like admin roles and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. But then, do they have more confidence to go out for those roles because yeah. they use them? Because they've been taught I to. Think so I don't even necessarily sometimes think they do it consciously. I don't think so either. This is what I'm saying to you: is that yes, they may have increased confidence mm. but it may not be down to them specifically knowing about it they mm. just have it yeah so like you know um for example like models the way they get hired like if you're a model you get hired the right way which is you don't go and apply like you you get found yeah, yeah. so like the queen's gambit actress i really forgot her name i know Same. it's something taylor i know i, know, I forgot her anyway okay. her um, who she's beautiful, Anna, Jennifer Lawrence. Anna yep. something. Yep, Taylor Anna Jordan. Taylor something. We're nearly there. Okay. And, we're getting there. and Jennifer Lawrence, both of them got scouted when they were walking. So, um, Anna Taylor Johnson. That's not her. It's okay. Anna from Queen's Gambit. She was actually walking her dog outside Harrods, and a modeling agent just came up to her and said, "Are you a model?" And she said, "No." And she's like, "I'll hire you right now." And she got into modeling through that. Same with Jennifer Lawrence. She was walking in New York, and she got a job like that because of pretty privilege and now they're actresses and they're very well established and stuff like that. But they didn't mean to become any, like, of course, I'm sure they did training and probably there was their dream as well, but the way they attained it was not the hardworking route that everyone else is expected to go down. It's a very like shortcut because you're pretty and that's all it is. And it's the same in, I'm guessing, job applications. I'm sure of it. I'm sure someone, if you brought two CVs that are exactly the same, a determining factor would be attractiveness. And they'll be like, okay, I'd want that person because they're a bit more prettier. Mm. Because in their mind, biologically, they can do more for some reason and they're more able. But it's just a makeup that we have. Mm. A lot of people are encouraged to put their picture up on a picture on their CV. Yes, I've heard this. And like... I just think it's yeah. I yeah. I've I never done really that. I've never done it. I've never done it. It's I've weird. I've never done it. Um, because it's like French people do that. Do they? So do Moroccans. I don't put but anything past Moroccans. But I mean, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, and of course, if you're, it's just gonna make you try harder to put a prettier picture. Like, it of becomes. Course, I'm I bloody edit edit that. It like becomes it like it falls into like you another thing you have to try hard and mm. that's what makes it a privilege it's like it's almost like with linkedin as well so um before when i've been poached by recruiters or if i would indeed um apply for jobs through linkedin you know how you can apply with your profile i mean you, of course you're going to think about the photo that you upload Absolutely. 100%. you know that that's going to be the first thing that they look at that's the first thing that I your, that's your face value exactly straight away mm-hmm. yeah so I mean just on that I, I hope you guys have enjoyed that episode as much as I did researching into that hence the two parts um, <laughs> but if you want to join into this conversation if there's any thoughts that you have regarding what we've said any other statistics you want to add or even if you've disagreed and you don't think that pr- pretty privilege is a thing um, please let us know send us a DM interact with us follow us like subscribe and yeah really enjoyed this one yeah me too thanks guys thank you Bye. bye